Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Lights on Mental Health. My name is Shana. This is the podcast where we talk about all things mental health and mental well-being in the entertainment industry. I am super excited to share with you today's episode. Uh, I spoke with Gary McLean. Gary is a Canadian-based actor, writer, and producer. Uh, He started acting as a background actor in 2011, but has worked his way into leading roles uh, in independent projects and then some principal roles on major television shows. Uh, The first one being in 2014, he earned his first major television credit on a season of Winona Earp. And his most recent accomplishment was a principal role on a pilot episode of The Secret History of the Wild West, which airs on network APTN. Gary also started to work on his own content by writing and producing his own short films uh, starting around 2014. And his most recent project was a multi-award winning short horror film titled Yard Sale. He has also created his own YouTube talk show, which is called Talent Talk. And this talk show is in its third season. And on this show, Gary interviews filmmakers and actors from around the globe. I met Gary recently, a few months ago. He reached out to me through Instagram because he saw some of my posts and interest in exploring more about mental health and entertainment. And he is actually putting together a documentary that explores uh, mental health with actors specifically uh, and looking at child actors. And uh, he asked me to partner with him uh, on this project in terms of providing mental health support. And I am super excited and definitely something that I'm excited to be a part of and and be able to uh, share with you all as as that project uh, gets underway. So I hope that you enjoy today's episode with Gary McLean. Oh, is this working this time? It's so strange, Gary. I still can't hear you. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, okay. I don't don't know what was going on there. (laughs) Who knows? Technology's so weird. How are you? I'm I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. Thanks for making the time to come on and and have this chat with me. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm very thankful that you invited me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, so basically we'll just have a conversation. I know I sent you the, the questions, um, previously we have about an hour. So, um, I would love for you to just start by telling me a little about, a little bit about yourself. Um, and if you're comfortable, like all the ways in which you identify, um, I asked that question cause I, in addition to really caring about kind of mental health in the industry, I also just uh, interested in in identity formation and all of all of the intricacies that that make us human. So that's sort of why I'm asking that question. But yeah, just whatever you're comfortable sharing about yourself. Yeah, sure. Um, I, I mean, so when it comes to the film side of things, I've been involved with that for about the last decade. Um, started out doing some background acting, and then uh, eventually got into writing and producing my own projects. Um, unfortunately, with the uh, the market here in Calgary, where I'm from, it's uh, it's not a huge market, so we tend to have to create our own if we want to get involved. So, right. Um, uh, so that's kind of where I've been there. I've, I have been fortunate enough to, uh, you know, be cast in, in some um, relatively, uh, you know, high-profile projects, which is nice. So... Um, I do have a little bit of experience with that as well. Um, awesome. Other than that, like my background outside film is, is actually, I'm, I'm, my official title is an applications engineer. Um, oh, okay. It sounds fancier than it really is, but 
uh, essentially, I do budgetary quotes for for local oil and gas businesses. Um, oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it's a bit of a contrast to to, to the film side of things. Yeah, you have like you have your your right brain and your left brain both kind of activated. I do. Yes, exactly. I'm very, of course, with my day job, I have to be relatively logical and mathematical in my thinking. Mm -hmm. um, whereas obviously the film side is, um, you know, and I think over the 10 years that I've been doing this, I think my, uh, my artistic side is starting to overtake my, <laughs> my logical side. So. Right. That's so um, interesting. It is. Well, I, I find it interesting anyway. Um, it's great that you have that, you know, um, sort of more stable employment to kind of support your artistic creation, though, because that's that's something I've just noticed with with folks, you know, my partner and, and people in my inner circle who are creatives. It's really hard to support your passion and your art uh, when so much of it, you know, initially kind of comes out of your own pocket. It is for sure. Uh, it, it definitely does help with that side of it, but it also does kind of pull from, um, you know, the drive and, and focus that I want to put towards it. Yeah. So of course, you know, I do have to maintain that because, um, you know, I, at, at this point I am kind of the, the breadwinner and paying the bills. So mm -hmm. kind of have to maintain that job right now. Um, but, you know, I, I'd like to get to a point where I can just solely focus on film, but I think I'm a ways from that yet. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the goal. That's the goal, long-term goal. Yeah. That's well, a good goal. So you're you're an actor. You Have you done any writing? I have, yes. Okay. So actor, writer. Producer. Um, um, producer. I, I don't necessarily want to throw director in there yet. I've done one project, and okay. I'm uh, lined up to do another project. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about the project that, that you're working on that you reached out to me for. Sure, absolutely. So it's a documentary that I'm, I've been trying to put together for at least two, maybe three years now. Uh, I did kind of put it on the shelf uh, when COVID kind of hit. And essentially what it is, it's a, it's a documentary that I want to present um, for the mental health that the film industry, is, this specific project is geared towards actors. Um, we do have other concepts to, to go outside acting and into the crew side of things and stunt workers and things like that. But this is mm -hmm. mainly focused right now on just the actors and the mental health that they have to go through at varying stages of uh, their career, whether it be as simple as going through the audition process to being a child actor growing up and becoming an adult actor to um, being a successful actor and then not having that success and the things, you know, the mental strain it takes on them. Um, yeah, you know, and those are just a few facets. I mean, there's other facets we're looking into as well. Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of material there. Um, I, I'm looking to do a three-part mini-series. Really, is kind of what mm -hmm. my goal is. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, there's there's tons of content, and and right now it looks like a fair amount of interest. Um, but we we've yeah. got a few other things we need to figure out before we uh, we really step ahead with filming. Yeah. Well, I, I was so happy when you reached out to me on Instagram and I'm excited to be involved in the, the project, however you'll have me. I think it's really important. And I also, I think the idea of a mini series is great. I've just noticed more and more um, that seems to be where kind of things are going. You can kind of span more content that way. Um, I just watched the QAnon documentary on HBO. I'm not sure if you've seen it or heard about it. I no, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it's quite um, interesting, upsetting. <laughs> but it was like a six-part series, and I, I just thought it was really it was great. Well, well done. You can really kind of go into depth with some content. You're not so tied down to you know time constraints. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, I think our biggest stumbling block at this point, I mean, it's always everybody's stumbling block is going to be finances, of course, to try yeah. and, and get it running. Uh, but we're also, uh, I've, I've been sitting down a few times so far with another producer I'm working with 
and uh, um, you know we're we're still also trying to figure out some of the logistics because, of course, the a lot of the folks that we want to talk to are are very diversified in their location, so um, yeah. it, it could be quite interesting trying to um, you know figure out how we're actually going to meet with all these folks and sit down and even follow them if we need to or if they're okay with it you know to to kind of get a better behind the scenes of you know what they actually go through stress wise and um so there's there's some logistic issues to figure out as well yeah absolutely seems really really daunting but definitely again a really important project what what kind of sparked your interest in in this particular topic and and wanting to do a documentary uh, well, I mean, I, I guess at the end of the day, it, it started with me and, and mm-hmm. some of the stresses that I was experiencing. And I, of course, you know, I'm, I'm really nobody in the grand scheme of things, but I, I thought, well, man, if I'm feeling this and really I'm not doing a whole lot, what are these other folks feeling? And then I, I, I started to see some other trends with some other uh, relatively well-known actors that, that are you know, feeling that stress where they've had success, they've lost the success, they didn't know how to deal with it. And, and you know, to the point where they're feeling uh, suicidal and, you know, their, their marriages ended or whatever the case happened to be. So um, that's more or lot less what pushed me to, to really pursue it. Because I'm like, well, if they've had this success and they're struggling with this, you know, people need to kind of know this and see this. And uh, the, the nice thing is this actor is quite vocal about his experience with it and, and uh, mm-hmm. um, so I'm, I'm pretty sure I can get him on board to um, you know to yeah, be a part of it good. so yeah that's great there are there are some I've been also trying to kind of keep track of some bigger name folks that are actually talking about this stuff and there are some some people um, who are being more outspoken and really bringing awareness to this and you know, ultimately, I think what excites me as, as a mental health professional is, is once like the awareness is created and, and the message is out there, like what more can be done to support folks' mental health? That's, that's really kind of my um, long-term interest. Uh, but I, you know, before we can even get to that point, we must raise awareness and, you know, that can be done in, in so many ways, like this project, this podcast, um, but also your documentary and, you know, a lot of other work that folks are doing. So. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I think, I think I shared my pitch deck with you, right? So you, you kind of had a, an yeah. idea of some of the folks I'm hoping to get, get involved um, actor wise anyway. And, and mm-hmm. you know, some of the interesting ones I, I, I thought would be really um I'd be really keen to get on board would be folks like Drew Barrymore who had this very um, illustrious child actor career and some of the struggles she went through to kind of cope with that and then becoming this adult success as well. And and then you have the opposite of, you know, the child actors who did not have the adult success after the fact mm-hmm. um, where their careers kind of ended when they grew up. Right. Um, and then the stresses that, that they took on them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd be really interested to, you know, I, I think we, we could probably spend weeks, if not months, just sitting down with these folks, just getting an idea of what they feel. Totally. totally. The, the thing is, I think the general public just has this perception of, um, you know, it's it's red carpet parties and Academy Awards and, and um, this glamorous lifestyle, but nobody can actually see, you know, the, the shadow in behind. Mm-hmm. it's kind of being cast out on everything so yeah absolutely and one of the things I've sort of witnessed here in Los Angeles is you know so many folks move here to LA to pursue a career in acting um, and then find that it, you know they kind of lose themselves in it they don't have a lot of support the financial stress and just end up kind of like burning out um, or you know more extreme uh, like the toll, the more extreme toll it can take on, on folks' mental health. And you don't really hear those stories. You know, you, you're absolutely right. I think when people think of Hollywood and entertainment and movies, they think, yeah, like, you know, it's this glamorous lifestyle and people make a ton of money and it's really not, that's not the reality for so many folks. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the one interesting thing I noticed on IMDb, um, I don't know, you, you're familiar with IMDb, I'm sure, right? Yeah. Uh, but for those that are not, it's uh, internet movie database. Um, you can basically find any movie you can think of on there and who was in it and who casted it, who directed it and all that stuff. Um, and the interesting thing I, I found is that there are over 10 million actors on that site. Wow. Um, but there's, again, when we think of successful, we're, we're looking at less than 1% of that. Wow. Right? Um, that yeah. that we, we could probably say household names, right? So there's, mm -hmm. there's that many other actors that are either struggling or haven't quite reached their goals yet or mm -hmm. whatever the case is, right? Um, mm -hmm. So I, I find that very interesting that, again, we see this surface success, but we do not see all the, the challenges below, um, which, you know, this the other 10 million or whatever it is actors right. are struggling with. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously that's globally, but still, um, you know, that's, and, and I'm, I'm pretty sure they don't have all the actors on there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, that's, that's something that's been interesting to me in sort of the past decade is, um, being adjacent to the, the industry and seeing the toll that it can take on people that I love. Um, and from a mental health perspective, I think that's, you know, one of the reasons I, as a clinician, am, am interested in this is because I've always just been kind of shocked, I guess, by a couple things. One is like how mental health is, is viewed and treated in the industry how it's something that's that's really kind of just been swept under the rug and like it's just it's you know it's sort of accepted that people um act, since we're talking about actors in particular in this episode that actors just kind of you know put put their own mental health on the line at the expense of you know just in order to kind of like produce content and and entertain the masses um and then also you know one of the things that that is sort of uh, central to my field as a mental health professional is we actually get support and, and something called supervision for dealing with distressing client stories. You know, there's, there's something called vicarious trauma in our field, um, but we have mechanisms in place for how to handle that sort of in the long term so that we can not burn out, we can stay healthy so that we can be present for our clients. But really, I think actors do so much of the same kind of work that we as therapists do in the sense of holding space for, for human trauma and human experiences. But there's, there's absolutely no support there professionally. And that's just something that's always been really shocking to me. Especially when you get to... Um and this will be one of the aspects that we'd like to discuss during the, the actual documentary, is when you do get into certain aspects of acting, such as uh, method acting and things like mm -hmm. that, right, where they they are just so engrossed and enveloped into their character that they, they struggle to get out of it, mm -hmm. um, and or they they live that character for whatever the, the length of the project is, you know, three, four months at a time. Mm -hmm. And then how do you get out of that? Um, yeah in a healthy manner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The psychology of it. Right. Yeah. Um, Cause it becomes a part of your identity. It, it does. And, and even that alone has been, you know, from some cases that I read anyway, um, has become a struggle on the family life. Right. Because totally. they, they can't seem to differentiate, um, you know, that reality of their home life and their character that they're in at that time. Um, I mean, that's not always the case, but there are a few cases like that. Um, yeah. I, I'm not yeah. going yeah. names or anything so, at this point, but. Who are common, like, I mean, without, you know, you know, dropping names for like, you know, your project in particular, like who are method actors that, that come to mind when you think of just for folks listening? Uh, sure. So some of them would be um, like Daniel Day Lewis, um, yeah, Christian Bale. Um, mm -hmm. I think Robert De Niro is considered method as well. Um, mm -hmm. Who's the other one I was thinking of? Uh, Jared Leto. Oh yeah, one. yeah. He's played some wow, yeah, some interesting characters. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like method actors um, 
really bring out their character and, and right. bring a, a certain sense of realism to their characters, but at the same time, at, at what expense in, in terms of their mental health? Mm-hmm. The um, one, uh, his name is escaping me right now, but oh, Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, he's another he, one. Yeah. yeah, I just think of, I mean, the Joker was such a upsetting movie, and I just, I've always been just like in awe of his ability to I mean, he had to lose, like, I don't even know, like, 40 pounds or something for that film. I mean, that alone, and then just, like, living in that headspace for that long. Yeah, yeah. It's, it, the psychology of it is, is really fascinating to me, and I, I truly hope he has mental health support. Um, and, and it's... It's such a tough thing because also from an actor's perspective, they're like, oh, no, it's, it's just part of, the, you know, right. part of my job. You know, this is what do I do. You know, right. I, don't, I don't need help. I'm fine. Uh, but right. You, are you? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, yeah. it's, it's, it's just such a little can of worms that you can open up. and. Absolutely. Absolutely. So have you done in in your career have you done any method acting yourself? Uh I'd have to say no to the method okay. acting. Um mm-hmm. Partially you know to be honest I think part of it is is a fear of falling into that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and and yeah it, it's I'll say no but I have been in in certain roles. Um, like for example, I, I did a, a short film where I committed suicide. Um, mm. You know things like that, and um, what was another one? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm always seem to be doing. I, I seem to be typecast <laughs> for the guy that shoots other people, but uh, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, I think the su- like the suicide one. My my wife watched it, and she's like, "Yeah, I never want to see that again." <laughs> yeah right so i'm like okay and and just as i was saying before you know i was like well i mean i I was acting like it's it's nothing right like for me it was nothing Mm -hmm. uh, from my perspective but for her she's like well no you're you're my husband and you just shot yourself in the head like no i don't want to see that yeah totally i saw my partner play like a um like a sociopath in a play it was an actual play not a not a film but yeah, same same experience. Like I, I couldn't even like look at him for like an hour after the show. I was like, "You're creepy. Don't touch me. Go away." <laughs> right? Yeah. No. It's. I mean, testament to him because obviously he pulled it off really well. <laughs> but, yeah, he did uh, really well. <laughs> right, but again, yeah. So it it just kind of shows how even even from our perspective as the actor, like, well, yeah, we're just doing our job. The effect that it even has on our, our you know. Or, or close connections, um, right? Because, mm-hmm. like you said, you weren't able to look at him for an hour, so that changed your psyche even. Totally. Just totally. seeing what he did as an actor. Right, right, right. Yeah, and I, I remember there was a, an experience early on um, where he was working with someone who I would say was probably engaged in, in method acting and uh, definitely, like, lost himself completely in the role Um and, and ended up having to be hospitalized. And um, that was, you know, that was like early on in our relationship, probably about a year or two in. And I remember just, again, the shock of like the, the lack of support that was given to the rest of the folks working on the project. It was just like, oh, yeah, that happened. Yeah, we're moving on, you know. And, and meanwhile, everyone who was working on it was just extremely like shocked and traumatized and um yeah so you know just another story to kind of highlight just again the lack of i think support or awareness it it didn't need to be handled that way it could have been handled so much better you know yeah absolutely and then those are the stories we want to touch on right those are the ones Mm -hmm. we want to tell people and like say hey this is what we go through um yeah another example as, as you were talking there that came up came to mind and i I don't, you know, just from what I read anyway, um, is Val Kilmer. Um, and mm. when he took on the role of Jim Morrison for The Doors. Mm. And, you know, he, he he was method for that for sure. I'm sure I, mean, I think he's method in general, but uh, um, I, I think he was method for that. And it became, uh, it, it, you know, encompassed his entire life for many years, as far as I understand. 
Yeah. Um, you know, even, even well after the the filming was done, he was still yeah. kind of stuck in that that headspace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think of uh, Heath Ledger too. That tragic story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just how you know he was he was unable to sleep. You know, was on all kinds of medications and uh, unfortunately, you know, died. So. Yeah. There, there really is a, a real human cost to this, and um, it, it's interesting to see. You know, we're in different countries. You're in Canada. I'm in the U.S. and I'm in conversation with another person out in the U.K. And it's it's interesting to see how different countries or regionally are are handling this. But in the U.K., there's actually quite a bit of movement around this particular issue definitely more than what I've seen in my research here in the States. Not sure about Canada, but, but really it, it started because of two pretty high profile suicides of people in the industry. Right. Yeah. yeah. I remember you sharing some of that information with me. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, I am really excited actually about the strides they're, they're trying to take over the UK. I, I am hoping that it uh, transitions here fairly soon, but yeah. uh, I found that very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, what what kind of got you into acting, um, <laughs> or into this art form? Because because you're you're not just an actor anymore. But yeah, it, it's it was kind of a funny story how I first got involved. Um, way back then, uh, you know, my kids were still young enough that I was reading them stories, mm-hmm. and uh, of course, I would use different voices and such when I was you know, reading the stories and they, they awesome. really liked that. Of course. And uh, I thought, you know what, I could really use some extra money. So maybe I'll just go to an agency, sign up and get some voice work or something, thinking it was that easy to do. Right. Um, just because I had no idea. And uh, so, you know, I went to an agency. They, they did sign me up. Um, and I think it was the next day they called me at work and they said, Hey, you know, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the show Heartland, but it's, it's definitely like, it's a, it's a Canadian show, but it's doing quite well globally. I feel like I've heard of it. I haven't seen it. Fair now I'm going to check it out. Uh, and so they said, well, we had a background actor cancel. We need somebody like in the next 30 to 60 minutes. Um, of course I was at work. So I went to talk to my boss and he's like, yeah, yeah, go ahead, go check it out. And uh, so eight hours later, I was on set, like I was on it set for eight hours, just doing background. So, you know, I wasn't seen on screen or anything like that, but just watching it and watching the process of what they did and the takes mm-hmm. they would take and the positioning and just the artistry of filmmaking in general. I was just like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, I got to do this more. Um, so then, yeah, I just started doing some more background work just to kind of learn a bit more. Um, and then I, you know, started reaching out to some independent projects and then I started reaching out to some theater projects, doing some theater stuff and, uh, just kind of snowballed from there. It's kind mm-hmm. of how it all started. That's awesome. um, but funny enough, I have yet to do any voice work whatsoever. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh no. But that's okay. Well, yeah. That's, that's interesting that, that that's how it started and then it sort of took a different path. Yeah, kind of how it goes, and then yeah, getting typecast, right? And then you just keep getting um, cast in the same kind of roles. Yeah, um, it, it's kind of a funny story. I, I took a an audition workshop, and one of the the aspects of the the workshop is is the you know the perception people have of your look. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he did is you know he had us kind of walk up in front of a camera, stand there for like ten seconds, and then what he would do is he would throw the video on screen and he would pause it at certain mm-hmm. parts so he paused it at one point he's like okay asking the entire class what is what would you put gary in if you saw this they're like oh lawyer doctor father i was like okay yeah that's cool so he goes a little further ahead stops it again he's like okay how about now um you know serial killer rapist uh, oh <laughs> and i was oh, like oh okay <laughs> but it was just that perception like just because whatever I did with my face at the moment um just gave that different perception yeah and so unfortunately I think that's where I'm kind of getting typecast oh no but (laughs) at the same time like well they're interesting characters I guess (laughs) right right 
Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah it, it is kind of interesting how that works out. Again, it's it's all mental, I think, right? So mm-hmm. just the perception. Yeah, and kind of, I think that's also sort of gets to, I think, one of the hard parts, too, is of, of the career in the industry is even just the audition process, right? And it's it's so much just usually just right off the bat based on, like, how you look, right? It's all about, like, your look and mm-hmm. um, just what that can do to a person's you know, self-esteem and psyche and things like that. For sure. I, I mean, I know for myself and I'm sure your, your, your husband probably went through the same thing is, or still does maybe is, is no matter how much you try, um, you know, you try to go in, do your thing and walk away. Um, I'm much better than I was when I first started, but I still walk away going, you know, I should have done this just a little bit. Different. Uh-huh. But 90% of the time they've made their decision as soon as they see you. Uh-huh. it's just like nah, yeah that's not the luck we're looking for right you know unless you blow them away with your audition it's kind of like yeah no that's not what yeah. we're looking for yet so and that rejection that constant kind of rejection yeah right um and then you start to go well okay what what were they looking for look wise and it's just you start to question yourself all the time uh-huh. um, and, and you know it can it can take a toll um, absolutely absolutely yeah, yeah. So you you mentioned you know that you you played a role in which the character committed suicide or, or killed themselves. Um, would you say that that's kind of been the har- hardest or most challenging role that you've had to play, or are there there are other, are there other ones? Um, it's it's definitely up there. Yeah, um, it was it was kind of interesting because when we did that short film, the director, it, it actually wasn't the intent of the director. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, he, he meant to have it a bit more comedic in a way, mm-hmm. um, but it, he was actually so drawn in by what I was doing that it kind of changed. Because wow. um, yeah, it was supposed to be kind of a, a joke about, um, you know, here's a guy who's, you know, he's, he's just, kind of an internal, you know, a loner, doesn't do much. He does his job. He goes home, doesn't do anything. He plays the lottery with the, you know, the work people and goes home for one last meal because his wife passed away however long ago. And, and you know, mm. he commits suicide, but then gets the phone call as he's laying there with his face in his plate of dinner. Oh, my gosh. That, wow. you know, he's won the lottery. <gasps> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Right. So, oh wow. Yeah. So he, he was trying to make it a bit of a dark comedy, but it just ended up being dark. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs> oh wow. And uh, he he said to me after the fact, he's like, "That's not what I really planned," but he said you were doing it so well that I just didn't want to change it. <laughs> so, That's great. <laughs> That's great. But again, you know, it's yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was a bit of a challenge. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because it was very methodic in how we had set up the dinner. And, mm. You know, I had a candle and wine and all bit. And then, yeah. Yeah. And, and you had to put yourself in the mindset of actually doing, like, going forward with something like that. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. It's intense. And in your experience, like, on sets and, and in your various, you know, roles, has there ever been any type of conversation around mental health, mental well-being, how to take care of yourself? Um, I, I mean, aside from my discussions now regarding the documentary, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just something that's not really talked about. But I don't mm-hmm. get the sense that it's not something people want to shy away from. It's mm-hmm. just it's, nobody's talking about it. Right. It's just not a topic of conversation at this point right um, which is what i'm hoping this project will do is is make it a topic of conversation mm-hmm. um, yeah get that awareness right yeah and, and breaking the stigma around it and yeah, yeah you can't you can't really solve something until you actually know what it is and can can talk about it and address it yeah absolutely um i can't i can't remember if when we chatted last time, if I'd mentioned the uh, the local psychologist that I was talking to here, um, I think you did. And she's also an actress. Oh right. Mm-hmm. Um, but her her focus is on child psychology. 
Mm. Um, so that's where I'm kind of hoping I can utilize both you and her, whereas you've got the more direct connection with actors in general mm -hmm. uh, but you you yourself are, are not tied to the acting scene other than you know um adjacent adjacent yeah <laughs> yeah um where she's got that focus but i want to utilize her skill from the the child perspective and yeah and absolutely i think that way she can pull herself away from the acting side a bit better and mm -hmm. just focus on the, the child aspect of it and and maybe bring in i'm hoping i can get questions from both of you is where i'm going with that that i can utilize yeah. for a lot of these interviews right um, absolutely because yeah I, th I think both both of you have great uh, great focus points that we could pull on yeah there's a there's something i'm really passionate and interested in outside of of this passion which is something called trauma-informed care and that really looks at kind of the effect of trauma and how really it's it's impossible to be human and not experience some kind of trauma. We all just have sort of different levels of it. Some some traumas kind of can develop into post-traumatic stress disorder and other traumas, you know, like being bullied in, in school or, you know, whatever can be distressing and, and obviously have long-term effect, but maybe don't develop into like, you know, PTSD type symptoms. Um, so one of the, the things too that I would love to just be available for support is, you know, if, if you're doing interviews, not, I mean, obviously helping you with questions, but also being available to provide support if some of the things that come up in the process is distressing to the, the interviewee, that they have a place where they can process and kind of decompress because right. I think I think that that's something that again in my in my experience that, that I've seen has been been lacking is just let's sit down and process how you're feeling how, what was it like to talk about those things like or you know even process groups with with crew and and cast and all of that so um from like a trauma-informed perspective I think that that's also something that's going to be really important in your project is you know getting people to open up about these things but then making sure that you kind of close them back up in a, a way where they you don't leave them kind of traumatized right right yeah no that makes sense yeah so since you know you've been on sets and played various roles but this conversation hasn't really ever been uh present in those those spaces yet um, how have you kind of dealt with, you know, what, what I call kind of the vicarious trauma, the stress? Um, how do you take care of yourself and decompress? For the most part, uh, I mean, although my, my immediate family isn't overly interested in, in what I do on the film side, mm -hmm. um, they, they are still a great grounding point and, you know, they're able to kind of uh, you know, if I if I do go to my wife and just say, "Oh my God, I can't believe I did that," or you know, failed so badly at whatever, <laughs> you know, she's able to say, "Well, she's able to talk to me and, and you know, bring me back to a level where I'm fine." Mm -hmm. um, so it's good to to have that that stability and that that avenue to go to. Mm -hmm. um, I I am also a bit of a a gamer, so I tend to take my aggressions out on my video games. <laughs> Love it. That's awesome. <laughs> I, um, my spouse too. Oh, that's interesting. I, I know what that's all about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's had like a rough day and he's like, I'm just, I'm going to go kill some aliens. I'll be back. <laughs> right. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. the same. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll just be doing that for a couple hours and then I'll be fine. <laughs> that's, <great. laughs> that's awesome. Good. But uh, no, other, other than that, like I've, I think I'm a bit unique in that I've never I've never been or never allowed stresses to get me to a boiling over point. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I've, I've had some people voice concern that I, I internalize too much. Mm. And I, I don't express it, but I've never, you know, I, I guess you could say never blown up or anything. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I've never just had a burst of release where, you know, I've taken it out on the people around me or anything like that. Um, you know, I've, I think on rare occasions I've gone out to the mountains because we're very close to the mountains here, um, mm -hmm. you know, within 
30, 40 minute drive. And, you know, I'll just go out there and I'll scream, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yes. And, and that, that helps. Um, I, Adult I remember temper just, tantrums. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I remember <laughs> taking one of my daughters out when she was a bit younger, trying to get her to do the same thing. But it, it's kind of weird, that mental game. It's like, well, I can't yell. It's like, yes, you can. Like, there's, yeah. there's nobody here. Just let it out. Yeah. You know, nobody, yeah. nobody's going to stop you. You know, so of course I did it first and she still wouldn't do it, but you know, <laughs> at least she knew that was an option. So. That's awesome. You never know. She might, I mean, I don't know how old she is now, but she might use that someday. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Might stick in her mind going, well, you know, work for him. So <laughs> Totally. Yeah. It's, it's funny as a therapist, I always say that, that little like toddlers have the best coping skills because they'll just, you know, throw a tantrum, get it out of their system, and then they're fine. Yeah. And and somehow we've we've learned that that's not acceptable. And it, it's totally acceptable. You just have to find, you know, like what you did. Um, or, yeah. you know, my, my mom used to tell me when I was really angry, she'd be like, go, go in your room and punch the pillows. Just punch the pillows and scream into the pillow. Um, and that's actually something I... I prescribed to, to clients of mine because that's you know you're not going to hurt yourself you're not hurting anyone else but you're letting it out you know yeah. and we've actually used that with our daughters as well it's like you know if you want to just go in your room and scream in your pillow that's fine like that works too yeah yeah absolutely that's so great so healthy Good. Uh, yeah so I, I guess those are kind of some of my coping mechanisms i guess but uh um, that's great i can probably count on one hand how many times i've actually gone to the mountains to do that but you know. <laughs> gosh i've never done that i'm gonna put that on my list that that seems very uh liberating i i'm gonna put it on my list it it yeah it surprisingly is like it, as soon as you do it you just feel the release yeah all that energy is just kind of yeah, yeah. thrown out there i used to i used to run i i don't run anymore it's painful and I, it's not enjoyable, but uh, in college I used to run, and, and that was one of my, the things that I would do while I would run is I would just like kind of grunt, um, <laughs> like let it out as I was running, and it seemed to be very helpful. And I, it reminds me of there's also if you do yoga, there's like is it lion's breath where you kind of just like roar, let it out as you're like breathing out, you just kind of like roar. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So lots of healthy coping skills we can do to deal with difficult emotions. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I know this wasn't, I have a couple questions that weren't on the list, but are coming to mind. Um, and you're, you're free to, you know, decline to answer them if you want. But um, so, you know, let's kind of fast forward, I don't know, a decade. Um, and maybe this conversation that you and I are so passionate about is, is happening more people are caring what are what are some of the solutions that you see for dealing with this uh i i personally think uh, like they've made strides in terms of you know they've got uh, intimacy coordinators and things like that on set yeah mm -hmm. I, I think the next step would be to have an on-set psychologist or therapist um, mm -hmm. I, I think would be a great step um and I, I think if it does become more of an open system or open topic, I, I think they'll begin, um, I think the actors themselves will start to begin to uh, um, more or less support each other, mm -hmm. right? Because yeah. a lot of actors, again, don't talk about it, maybe partially because they're like, well, I can't talk about it because it's you know, like you said the stigmatism right mm -hmm. um, nobody talks about this so i'll just do my thing and get it over with and and um whereas i think if, if it becomes a more open topic then it, it's just gonna be a natural progression for the most part for actors to actually support each other with that and yeah. you know maybe check in and just say hey how are you doing after this scene that was a really tough emotional scene like are you are you all right with that or do you want to talk about it that yeah. kind of scenario um yeah I think that's where we, we need to get. And I think we will get there eventually. Yeah. Um, I'm just, hopeful yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I, I, I definitely think the on-set on therapist is, would be a key factor. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's something I'm I'm interested in, in looking at from my 
you know, with my skill set and um, maybe even setting up some kind of program where even, uh, you know, because of the, the cost, I'm assuming, you know, everything's kind of cost prohibitive, but, uh, you know, therapists and training have to do internships. And so maybe even getting like student interns on set who would be supervised by someone who was licensed, but that would kind of be able to assist with some of the, the cost stuff. Right. Yeah. Cause yeah. I mean, from a production standpoint, I could see that being one of the issues, but um, you know, just the money parts and having to pay for that extra person to be on set. But I mean, if they're willing to do that at this point with, with the, you know, intimacy coordinators and things like that, I think that's a growth point. And, and uh-huh. I think, uh, I think that does open the opportunity and the door for that other scenario of, of a, an on, on set therapist. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the intimacy coordinators are, are kind of the door in. And, you know, that really came as a result of, you know, a large movement of people um, and actors and, and people in the industry kind of demanding it, right, and pushing for it. And so. Yeah, it was long overdue, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Have, so you've worked with intimacy coordinators yourself? I haven't directly, but I do know a couple of friends in the industry that are doing that. Yeah. Um, and amazing it is yeah yeah I actually I was interested in doing doing it myself getting certified but one of the barriers I I came up against is that I don't have any personal experience acting um, or being on sets or things like that and that seems to be something that they they really want at least in the the training uh certification programs I looked at so I'm kind of like that's that's cool I'll I'll kind of pave my own lane or something right and and I get that to a certain degree Um, yeah Mm -hmm. but at the same time I mean yeah I I guess I get where they're coming from on that Um, yeah because I mean the actors are gonna at least have an uh, you know an idea of what limitations are um, because you know they've experienced whatever in the past and in that yep. regard, I guess, but yeah. 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 But it, it is a, it's a very, it's a great role. I, from the people that I've t- spoken to who've worked with intimacy coordinators, it's just been such a great um, experience. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely glad to see it out there. Yeah. For sure. and, and I think it's just going to grow. <laughs> so. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I have, um, I have one last kind of just like fun question, but um, I wanted before I get there, is there anything else that we haven't touched upon that you feel like you wanted to kind of use this platform to speak on? Um, I, I think I touched on pretty much everything. Uh, just kind of, you know, like I mentioned earlier, the, the point we're at in this project, I mean, we're still in kind of the development stage. Uh, mm-hmm. We will be looking for, um, you know, either funding or distribution channels to kind of, uh, who'd, who'd be willing to kind of chat with us. Uh, the other producer I'm working with, he's got a couple um, couple networks that he's, he's working on currently to hopefully bring in some of that. But, uh, you know, just throwing it out there since it's kind of a podcast and saying, hey, yeah. if anybody's listening and, and they're interested in the project, please feel free to reach out. Yeah, um, so I don't have people... a, I don't have a website yet. For this okay. I, I, I will be working on that okay. um so unfortunately it's just gonna have to be like a personal connection which um let's see what can we use here um yeah yeah well yeah well people can reach out to me too and i can put you, i was just put gonna say if, you, if you're okay yeah. being a bit of a buffer that that works absolutely great. absolutely yeah so if anyone listening is interested and in, uh, speaking with Gary about the project, I know you have a working title. I don't know if you're comfortable sharing sharing that. But... Uh, yeah, the working title right now is the craft. Um, we okay. are actually kind of yeah the craft, and we the are craft. kind of uh, potentially changing that title. But right now, it's still the craft. Okay, so if anyone's interested in this project and the craft, and and speaking with Gary, you can reach out to me, Shana at therapeuticbridges.com, uh, and I'll get you connected. That'd be great. Thank you yeah. so much. Yeah, of course. And I'll uh, definitely keep you posted once we kind of get the website going as well. So Yeah, please do. Please do. I'm, I'm really excited about this project that you're doing and, and would love to support however I can. Um, even just, you know, 
passing along links and blasting social media or whatever, you know. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So my last um, question, kind of fun. Uh, it's question number nine on the list that I sent you, but I'm going to switch it up on you if you're all right with that. I, th- I, I think you'll, you will be. Um, but this is, this is sort of a fun question that my partner and I, uh, you know, kind of do when we go out for drinks or dinner with like, you know, someone new, we're kind of getting to know someone new. So in this moment right now, I know this is kind of hard, but top five favorite movies of all time. Oh, top five. Uh, yeah. That's... <laughs> <laughs> and and it can shift day to day. So it might not be, you know, this is kind of fluid, but right in this moment, what comes to mind? Well, I'm, I'm definitely more of a action genre, action genre kind of guy. Um, yeah. So I am. And I, I do like my 80 films as well. Um, awesome. So, I mean, Big Trouble in Little China is up there because that's always been a favorite of mine. Um, yeah. You know, Predator, Aliens. Uh, yeah, some kind of an action sci-fi kind of guy. Cool. Um, let's see what else we got here. That's three. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like the mob movies. Goodfellas was definitely another one I really enjoyed. I'm awesome. trying to think of a more recent one, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, but to be honest, yeah, I haven't really watched a lot of movies lately. I've been more into the TV series over the last few years. Yeah, well, give um, us some good TV series that you, that you um, have enjoyed or recommend. Yeah, I can't remember if we discussed this previously, but uh, if you haven't seen Shit's Creek, uh, Shit's Creek is ah yes, yes, uh, great great comedy um, out of Canada here. Um, it's doing quite well globally, and. Uh, yeah, it, it deserves the accolades for sure. Yeah. Um, Superstore is another one we've been enjoying as well. I don't know if you're familiar with that one. I, again, I feel like I've heard of it, but haven't seen it. Um, I can't remember. America Ferreira is. Oh, is yeah. I love her. Yeah, she's in there. And it's. Okay. I think it's got five or six seasons. It's Again, it's a comedy. It's about. They're making fun of Walmart. Okay. Um, so it, nice. it's. Yeah, it's a great show. <laughs> we that's, really enjoyed that. That's great. That sounds amazing. Um, let's see what else we've been watching. Um, we kind of like our British comedies and such as well. Yeah. Um, or, or even the, the cop dramas, there's a line of duty that we've been watching, which is a great, uh, cop drama. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Yeah. I guess I'm a bit eclectic when it comes to the, the TV side of it. The we'll series. Yeah. Of everything. Yeah. Um, and then definitely action and, and horror oriented on, uh, on the film side. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for sharing that with me. And um, yeah, thanks again for for coming on and having this incredibly important discussion and telling us about your project. And uh, yeah, I look forward to continuing to be connected and supporting however I can. So I look forward to hearing from you soon. Yes. And thank you for having me on the show and your support up to this point already. So I do appreciate that for sure. Yeah, of course. It's, it's great to be here. Thank you so much. No problem. Have a good rest of your day, Gary. We'll talk to you soon. You bet. You too. All right. Bye. Bye.